Hello my friends, this is Nikki. Today we're going to talk about the Holy Virgin Mary's youth, little bits and pieces of it, and some deep insights into it. We'll be reading from the Poem of the Man-God, Volume 1, Maria Valtorta, starting on page 34. I'll be paraphrasing and reading and explaining. Anne and Joachim have taken the baby Mary to the temple. Anne is being purified after the birth of Mary. And there they meet their relatives Elizabeth and Zacharias. Elizabeth, as you will know, is uh, the future mother of John the Baptist. And she's already been married to Zacharias for a long time and has not yet conceived. Elizabeth will also bear John the Baptist when she is elderly as another mark of the grace of God coming uh, as a miracle. Elizabeth sees Anne carrying her infant Mary and she says to her, the Lord has loved you very much. And Anne says, that is why I am giving him the thing I love most, this flower of mine. Elizabeth says, how will you be able to tear it from your heart when the time comes? And Anne replies, Remembering that I did not have it and that God gave it to me, I shall always be happier now than then. When I know she is in the temple, I will say to myself, She is praying near the tabernacle. She is praying the God of Israel also for her mummy. And I will have peace. And a greater peace I will have in saying, She belongs entirely to him. When these two old but happy parents who received her from heaven are no longer alive, he, the Eternal, will still be her father. Believe me, I am fully convinced this little creature is not ours. I was not able to do anything more, but he put her in my bosom, a divine gift to wipe away my tears and fulfill our hopes and our prayers. That is why she belongs to him. We are the happy guardians, and may he be blessed for this. Jesus says, Solomon, in his wisdom, says, Whoever is a child, let him come to me. And really from the stronghold, from the walls of her city, eternal wisdom said to the eternal maiden, Come to me, longing to have her. Later the son of the most pure maiden will say, Let little children come to me, because the kingdom of heaven is theirs, and those who do not become like them will not have any part in my kingdom. The voices follow one another, and while the voice of heaven cries to little Mary, Come to me, and the voice of man says and thinks of his mother in saying so, Come to me if you can be like children. I give you my mother as a model. Here is the perfect maiden with the pure and simple heart of a dove. Here is the one whom years and worldly contacts do not make defiant in the cruelty of a corrupted twisted false spirit because she does not want it come to me looking at mary her eye is clear pure and placid wrath falsehood pride lewdness hatred curiosity never soil it with their smoky clouds it is the eye that looks at god lovingly whether it cries or laughs and that for god's sakes fondles and forgives and bears everything, and by the love of God is rendered unassailable to the assaults of evil, 
that so often makes use of the eye to penetrate the heart. It is the pure restful blessing eye that the pure, the saints, and the lovers of God possess. I said the lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is sound, your whole body will be filled with light. But if your eye is diseased, your whole body will be all darkness. Saints possessed this eye, which is the light for the soul and salvation for the flesh, because, like Mary, throughout their lives they looked only at God. Even more, they remembered God. And here Jesus is saying that how you see the world and how you let it affect your mind affects your heart, affects your thoughts, affects your actions. Keep purity, keep virtue, keep strength, keep positivity and optimism and gratefulness always in your mind, in your eye, and you will be close to God. You focus on God, you will have God inside of you. But if you focus on darkness and evil and sadness, you will be filled with that instead. So focus instead on light so that your soul will always be close to God and you will have salvation inside of your heart and you will remember God and behave as God wishes for you to behave. Here we begin on page 38. Mary is three years old and she's in the garden with her mother Anne and Joachim. Mary says, I want to be always like this flower and like the wise King David I want to sing throughout my life canticles and prayers before the tabernacle. How do you know these holy things, my darling? Who told you? asks her mother. I do not know who it is. I think I have always known them. Perhaps there is one who tells me and I do not see him. Perhaps one of the angels that God sends to speak to good people. She then asks her mother, how long will it be before we have the Emmanuel? And Anne says, About thirty years, my darling. Mary says, Such a long time, and I shall be in the temple. Tell me, if I should pray very hard, so hard, day and night, night and day, and I wanted to belong only to God for all my life, for this purpose, would the Eternal Father grant me the grace of sending the Messiah to his people sooner? Anne says, I do not know, my dear. The prophet states seventy weeks. I do not think a prophecy can be wrong. But the Lord is so good that I believe that if you do pray very hard, so hard, he will hear your prayer. And Mary says, Then I will pray and I shall be a virgin for this. Her mother asks, But do you know what that means? And Mary answers, It means that one does not know human love, but only the love of God. It means that one has no other thought but for the Lord. It means to remain children in the flesh and angels in the heart. It means that one has no eyes but to look at God, and ears to listen to Him, and a mouth to praise Him hands to offer oneself as a victim, feet to follow him fast, and a heart and a life to be given to him. Anne says, May God bless you, but then you will never have any children, and yet you love babies and little lambs and doves so much. Do you know that? A baby is for his mother 
like a little white and curly lamb. He is like a little dove with silk feathers and a coral mouth to be loved and kissed and heard say, Mummy. And Mary answers, It does not matter. I shall belong to God. I shall pray in the temple, and perhaps one day I will see the Emmanuel. The Virgin is to be his mother. She must be already born. As the great prophet says, and she is in the temple, I will be her companion and maidservant. Oh, yes, if I could only meet her by God's light, I would like to serve her, the Blessed One. And later she would bring me her son. She would take me to her son, and I would serve him too. Just think, Mummy, to serve the Messiah. Mary is overcome by this thought that exalts her and makes her totally humble at the same time. With her hands crossed over her breast and her little head slightly bent forward and flushed with emotion, she is like an infantile reproduction of the Annunciation. And she resumes, But will the King of Israel, the Lord's anointed, allow me to serve him? Oh, can you see that I must be a virgin? I must. If he wants a virgin as his mother, it means that he loves virginity above all things. I want him to love me, his maiden, because of the virginity which will make me somewhat like his beloved mother. This is what I want. I would also like to be a sinner, a big sinner, if I were not afraid of offending the Lord. Tell me, Mummy, can one be a sinner out of love of God? But what are you saying, my dear, says Anne, I don't understand you. And Mary says, I mean, to commit a sin in order to be loved by God, who becomes the Savior, who is lost is saved. Isn't that so? I would like to be saved by the Savior, to receive his loving look. That is, why I would like to sin, but not to commit a sin that would disgust him. How can he save me if I do not get lost? Anne is dumbfounded. She does not know what to say. But Joachim helps her. He has saved you beforehand, he says, because he knows that you love him and you want to love him only. So you are already redeemed, and you can be a virgin as you wish. Is that true, Daddy? she asks. It is true, my little darling, he says. Look, I was just bringing you this little sparrow that at first flight landed near the spring. I could have left it there, but its weak wings did not have enough strength to fly off again, and its tiny legs could not hold it to the slippery moss stones. It would have fallen into the water. But I did not wait for that. I took it, and now I am giving it to you. You will do what you like with it. The fact is that it was saved before it fell into the danger. God has done the same with you. Now tell me, Mary, have I loved the sparrow more by saving it beforehand, or would I have loved it more saving it afterwards? You have loved it now, she answers, because you did not let it get hurt in the cold water. And God has loved you more, says Joachim, because he has loved you before you sinned. And I will love him, she says, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. My beautiful little sparrow, I am like you. The Lord has loved us both equally by saving us. I will now rear you, and then I will let you go. And you in the forest, and I in the temple, will sing the praises of God. And we shall say, Please send the one you promised to those who expect him. 
Oh, Daddy, she says, when are you going to take me to the temple? Soon, my dear, he says. But are you not sorry to leave your father? Yes, very much. But you will come. In any case, if it did not hurt, what sacrifice would it be? And will you remember us, he asks. I always will. After the prayer for the Emmanuel, I will pray for you, that God may give you joy and a long life, until the day he becomes the Savior. Then I will ask him to take you to the celestial Jerusalem. Jesus says, I can already hear the comments of the doctors with captious objections. How can a little girl not yet three years old speak thus? It is an exaggeration. And yet, he says, they do not consider that they make a monster of me by ascribing adults' actions to my own childhood. Intelligence is not given to everybody in the same way and at the same time. The Church has fixed the age of reason at six years of age because that is the age when even a backward child can tell good from evil, at least in basically important matters. But there are children who long before that age are capable of discerning and understanding and wanting with sufficiently developed discretion. What is reason? A gift of God. God can therefore give it as he wishes, to whom he wishes, and when he wishes. Reason, in fact, is one of the things that make you more like God, the intelligent and reasoning spirit. Reason and intelligence were graces given by God to man in the earthly paradise. How full of life they were when grace was alive, still intact and active in the spirit of the first two parents. All wisdom is from the Lord, and it is his own forever. What wisdom, therefore, would men have had had they remained children of God? The gaps in your intelligence are the natural fruits of your fall from grace and honesty. By losing grace, you banished wisdom for centuries, as a meteor which is hidden behind masses of clouds. Wisdom no longer reached you with its bright flashes, but through mist, which your prevarications have rendered thicker and thicker. Then Christ came, and he restored grace, the supreme gift of the love of God. But do you know how to keep this gem clear and pure? No, you do not. When you do not crush it with your individual will in sinning, you soil it with your continuous minor faults, your weaknesses, your attachment to vice. Such attempts, even if they are not a proper marriage with the septiform vice, are a weakening of the light of grace and of its activity, and then to weaken the magnificent light of intelligence that God had given the first parents, you have centuries and centuries of corruption which exert a harmful influence on the body and on the mind. But Mary was not only the pure, the new Eve created for the joy of God, she was the super Eve the masterpiece of the Most High. She was the full of grace, the mother of the Word in the mind of God. The source of wisdom is the Word. Will the Son therefore not have put his wisdom on his mother's lips? If the mouth of a prophet was purified with embers because he had to repeat to men the words that the Word, the wisdom, entrusted to him, 
Will love not have cleansed and exalted the speech of his infant spouse, who was to bear the word, so that she should no longer speak as a little girl and then as a woman, but only and always as a celestial creature melted in the great light and wisdom of God? The miracle is not in the superior intelligence shown by Mary in her childhood, as afterwards it was by me. The miracle is in the containing of the infinite intelligence that dwelt there, within suitable bounds, so that crowds should not be startled and satanic attention should not be awakened. I will talk again on this subject of wisdom and grace, which is part of the remembrance which saints have of God.